All right, all right, all right. Welcome in to Toilets to Titles. This is the big episode 150, and it's big for multiple reasons. That's a lot more episodes than I think we'd go as a show. And also, we uh, there's about nine of us this evening. We're going to be taking part in uh, Toilets to Titles' first NFL draft mock draft of the 2022-2023 uh, NFL season from Toilets to Titles this evening. Joining me, my man, at Nino Brown underscore T2T. Nino, what's cooking? Uh, I'm excited. We're talking you know, draft picks. We got yeah. a full lineup. We got the big dogs on the screen. You know, I, I got my CFB Nation people in the house. This is, this is great. I'm, I'm gassed. Let's get it in. Man, I think it's a bad idea that me and you have so many chats together as well as our own personal <laughs> chat. Because when we start like uh, brainstorming and coming up with ideas, sometimes things can get a little out of hand. But I think we got... We're like right on the cusp of getting out of hand with this episode, but I think it's it's perfect. Like I think we we got close, we got real close to the sun, like Icarus, you know. But our wings aren't going to melt. That's a Greek mythology uh, thing for all you out there who are into Greek mythology. But anyway, as well with me this evening is a guy who does like Greek mythology, and I think his dog Melvin does too. It's at Joe J underscore Clark on the Twitter. Joe, what's cooking? Oh, everything's going well. I'm happy to be here, and it is never too early to do mock drafts. It's funny. As soon as the NFL draft is over, uh, you know, late April, early May, I am already, you know, feeding for for the for you know to mock draft for the following year. So this is the first one I've done. I'm excited to do it. Excited to be here. To, you know, to participate with, with everyone who's here right now. Man, I, I am. Uh, I'm happy to draft with you. It's never too early to mock draft. And me and you, Joe, never. we love the off season. But what's <laughs> what's what's wrong with a little off season in season? You know, best of both worlds. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how life should be. Li- that's how life should be lived. That's it. That's it. All right. And Daniel, I see you. My, my, my son's friend, Daniel, in the chat. I appreciate you watching me and Daniel. Uh, Emmett was still in school, had to come off the bus yesterday. Me and Daniel are on Fortnite. We got a victory royale. So I got to brag to my son after that. So, all right, let me introduce our guest this evening. And first, I'm going to introduce Shane Hallam. He has been on the show probably like 50 out of the 150 episodes. <laughs> and it's usually mostly in the off season. But Shane at Shane P. Hallam on the Twitter. Shane, what's happening? Hey, no, thanks for having me. Uh, always, always happy to mock draft here. So you can check me out at draftcountdown.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, always happy to be with you guys. And uh, my other podcast too, Debbie Marketplace and the Draft Countdown podcast with uh, Brian to my left here. Brian, who's in Mobile, Alabama, right? And that's at Deep Fried Draft <laughs> on the Twitter. What's happening, Brian? Hey, man, it's uh, great to be with you guys. Uh, yep, home of the Senior Bowl, where the draft uh, truly does start. And uh, you can uh, see everything that I do uh, with Shane over at Draft Countdown, and we host uh, the Draft Countdown podcast every Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen Shane already once this week. So let's, let's, uh, let's have some fun with some, some mock drafting here. Excellent, excellent. You're, when we get our credentials for the Senior Bowl, are you going to show us around town or what? Hey man, uh, I can tell you there ain't a barbecue place in Mobile. Come on, there ain't a seafood place in Mobile that I don't know about. <laughs> How about this though? What about ice cream? Barbecue followed up with some ice. When we were out there in Canton, Ohio, man, I I, I know the spot, so I, I like to wash down some food with. I, I'm an ice cream aholic over here. <laughs> are, are you a fan I, of Palitas? 
I don't even know what that is, but I'll try it. I think it's like a <laughs> uh, Mexican frozen ice cream bar or something that is right by my house that sells them. They're really good. All right, I'm in. That sounds good. Sign me up. Sign me up. Also, we got Felix Sharp at Sharp Review on the Twitter. Felix, what's cooking, man? I appreciate you all having me. Uh, it's not often that I get to talk straight up NFL. This is a blend of college football and NFL. So, you know, I know we've been trying to uh, hook up for a while. <laughs> I'm glad to to finally to finally be here. Excellent. Excellent. And we got KT. At, I think I'm going to pronounce this correct. You said it for the show at Leverett underscore KT on the Twitter. What's cooking? Hey, uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, but uh, Nino already know what it is. CFB Nation in the house. I'm the Chief Operations Officer for Real One Productions. We're moving all the way down at the bottom. I'm excited to be here. Man, I, I love your show. I watch it. You know, Nino, like, hey, what'd you think? What'd you think? And uh, I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. And I always check it out. I love that it's video on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And uh, what you guys do, you know, with your episodes, with the, the thing on the side, with the timestamps and all that stuff, it's like really, it's, it's like I'm watching ESPN, you know, so uh, I, I love it. And also, uh, she mentioned him, it's Deshaun at FF underscore Moon Vibes on the Twitter. Sean, how we doing? I'm doing amazing, man. Like, like KT said, I'm grateful that y'all invited me to, you know, be a part of this draft. Um, shout out to everybody that's out there. You can check out my content at FF underscore Moon Vibes and also my show Fantasy Vibes um, as well. Video podcast available on Spotify for you. I am COO of Ruins Productions with, with the goat up there. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Excellent, excellent. Deshaun, he has the neon lights. Nino's got the neon lights. Like we we have like oh my God. we we got the full That's atmosphere right. here. You know, all, all we're missing is, and I wish I would have thought this out. And usually I do think like this, but I didn't. I wish we had another screen with a dog in front of a computer. You know, so we, so we, could, we could reference Bill Belichick. Uh, I think that would have oh. fit in here. Man, too bad, too bad. And Danny Cahill, I see him in here. Danny, what's happening, man? Thanks for joining us. Um, however you're listening at home, if you could check us out on the YouTube, Toilets to Titles, subscribe, hit the bell. So every time we go live, which is quite often, you're alerted. Hit the like button, throw us some comments. And if you have Apple Podcasts, uh, throw us a five-star review. Subscribe to us there and check us out. And if you are interested in gambling, which is something I don't condone to those who are too young to gamble. And I also don't condone over gambling, but we are doing Thanksgiving squares for the Cowboys giants game, $5 a square uh, full payouts. And we're probably like 70 squares left and we got a lot of time. And if we fill that, we'll do a, a set of $10 squares. So hit me up on Twitter at coach Sheps or DM, DM us at toilets, the titles, and we will get you in there. So with that, I think it's time to start the 2023 NFL draft. All right. So the Carolina Panthers, they're on the clock. We got at Debbie to Dynasty FR. He wasn't able to join us. He helped us out. He made this selection. He said, it's painfully obvious the Panthers need a quarterback badly. They've been searching for an answer at the position ever since they moved from Cam Newton, and it's been ugly. Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield. It's time to stop trying to put a Band-Aid on this gaping wound. They need to spend a high draft pick on a long-term solution at the most important position in the field. I think there are compelling arg arguments to be made over the top two quarterbacks, which are Stroud and Bryce Young. But the pick is in, and I'm going to tell you who they're taking. First pick in the 2023 NFL draft. So nice we can hear it twice. Carolina Panthers are taking C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Felix Sharp is on the clock with the Detroit Lions for pick number two. 
The Detroit Lions last won a playoff game 30 years, 9 months, and 29 days ago. So on January 5th, 2023, will mark the 31-year uh, anniversary since the last time they won a playoff game. team is dead last in yards uh, allowed per game, dead last in points allowed, dead last in points, 27th in rushing yards allowed. Uh, Dan Campbell and company, their defense is terrible. And Will Anderson is the best player in this draft class. He's been that uh, been the best player in this draft class since his freshman year. If you watch that Florida game, he's dump trucking Kyle Pitts into the backfield. And I said, who is this number 31? With all that said, the pick is in. We're taking C.J. Stroud. We're taking C.J. Stroud. Of That's course- not possible. He's gone. Oh. CJ Stroud wants the Carolina Panthers. All oh. the Lions trying to steal the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I've already messed it up. I've already You're messed good. it up. I've, You're good. Well, listen, we are taking our second quarterback on the board. We're taking Bryce Young. Um, if you don't have a quarterback, you have to take <laughs> your franchise quarterback. If it's Bryce Young, if it's CJ Stroud, whoever it may be, there's a history of, of teams with without a quarterback taking a defensive lineman with a top pick this year with Trayvon Walker. They have a quarterback with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with with um, Trevor Lawrence. You look at the Detroit Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson. 2020, uh, the Washington Redskins taking uh, Chase Young. Let's go back to 2019, Quentin Williams to the Jets. 2019, again, the, the Raiders with a top tick, pick take uh, Seal and Farrell. Let's go back to 2018. Denver Broncos taking Bradley Chubb. 2017, uh, Miles Garrett to the Cleveland Browns. 2014, Jadavian Clowney there with uh, the Houston Texans. Let's go all the way back to that Mario Williams, uh, Reggie Bush draft. Mario Williams goes uh, number one overall to the Texans. Let's go back to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, 2020, where they took Courtney Brown. If you don't have the quarterback, you have to continue to to, to get that position right, or you got to get that position right before you go on to other positions. So Will Anderson is the best best um, player in this class, but if you don't have the quarterback, you got to take the quarterback. We're taking Bryce Young here. We're taking Bryce Young here with an offensive line that uh, there's first-round picks a little all over with Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Deckers. Um, they got the running game between Jamal Lewis and a healthy uh, DeAndre Swift. And look at the versatility that they have in the wide receiver position. Jameson Williams isn't healthy. Eventually, he's going to take the top off the defense. He played with Bryce Young. You got Amon Ross St. Brown over the middle. And then you got DJ Chark if you want to keep him. He can also stretch the field. That's exactly how you want to play football if you're going to run the ball. And that's what Dan Campbell wants to do. Remember, his first offensive coordinator was um, – Shoot, I can't remember. I can't remember the dudes that Anthony Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn, who was responsible for for uh, one of LaShawn McCoy's best seasons. So Dan Campbell wants to run the ball. If you're going to do that, you got to be able to take advantage of one on ones on the outside when they drop eight in the box and you only got one high safety and they can do that. And if they got Bryce Young, if they have Bryce Young, they have a dynamic athlete who is proven. Um, to make the players around him better, especially with what he's doing at Alabama this year. They don't have a lot uh, there, especially on the outside, all, all new skill position players. So all that being said, we're taking Bryce Young here, number two. Excellent. So quarterback, quarterback, the Houston Texans are on the clock at Joe J underscore Clark. He's going to be making the pick. Go ahead, my friend. Let me tell you something, John. If you had told me that I was going to be following Felix, Felix Sharp after uh, in this draft and uh, 
that's not easy to do. He sounds like a real general manager or at least an ESPN analyst. So it's pretty intimidating, let me tell you. Uh, so, but I'll tell you what, I am going to actually feel what Felix said, everything pretty much aligns here with the Houston Texans, who I am GM for right now. And uh, they don't have the talent on offense that the Detroit Lions have. Detroit Lions do have an offense that's like, They've got the weapons that's pretty much ready for a young quarterback if they want to step in, and he'll be in a really beautiful position as a stud left tackle as well. Uh, so everything's set up for that young quarterback. Houston doesn't necessarily have that, even though they have a very good left tackle. They don't necessarily have that. Houston really is pretty much starting from the ground up here. Um, this is a quarterback-heavy draft. This is a, a quarterback draft that's worthy of all like their top quarterbacks going in the first three. Uh, Houston Davis Mills has been admirable there. I think he's done even better than many of us thought he would. Uh, but they've got a chance to upgrade here with a with a guy who's got a super live arm, who's a super live talent at quarterback. And he may actually be my favorite quarterback in this draft. Uh, very, very close between all three. If I'm the GM of, of Houston, I couldn't complain if, if C.J. Stroud fell to me or Bryce Young fell to me. I'm going with the guy out of Kentucky, and that is Will Levis. I like his upside even more down the road, <laughs> even though even though I think he's uh, he's not as NFL ready as say Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. But I like uh, I really like Will, Will Levis a lot. Going with the quarterback, starting things off right for the Houston Texans, who have two first round picks. Man, and that's Will Levis over Hendon Hooker. So uh, I'm thinking age is going to be a little bit involved here. So Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. We got three quarterbacks back to back to back. And Shane, Shane is on the clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers with arguably the best player in the NFL draft still available. And his team, I think they're, they're seeing that they might be able to use another edge defender. I'm not sure if that's where he's going to go, but Shane, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock for the fourth selection. Now look, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are absolutely elated with how this draft has come out. <laughs> um, you know, the Steelers have already drafted their franchise quarterback last year in Kenny Pickett. No matter how any of us feel about Kenny Pickett and his future in the NFL, the Steelers are locked in to Pickett long term, and, and he has shown that he has the juice. Um, there's a lot of needs for the team. I, I think you have to consider drafting a bookend left tackle or right tackle, maybe both, um, for Pickett. Uh, you know, the the wide receiver position after trading Chase Claypool is going to have need some reinforcements, and the defense in general is a big mess. One of the worst run defenses right now could use some help up front, um, and the secondary is going to have a number of holes after the season. But to get the the best player in the draft at number four at a position of need is a slam dunk. So the pick is in the Pittsburgh Steelers do select Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. Um, this, this is the guy who is, I think as close to a generational talent as you can get. I wrote an article for draft countdown. I'm not sure I'm there as a generational talent, but 17 and a half sacks last year, leading the NCAA in the SEC in Alabama, um, you know, if, if he was 20 pounds bigger, you know, he was 260, 15 pounds bigger, then I, I think we're talking about a guy that you might pass on a franchise quarterback for. The, the ability of Will Anderson to rush the passer, how smart he plays in the flat, to read the quarterback, know what's coming. You know, he's a cerebral defender who can uh, wear the dot and run the defense. We see what's happening with the Steelers without T.J. Watt. They can't do anything. 
And so now Alex Highsmith has been good on the other side. You can still rotate him in, but Will Anderson and TJ Watt together, maybe we can bring back that steel curtain and the Steelers defense can get back to what it was. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So the Steelers are gone and I am actually on the clock with the fifth selection for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll try my best to represent Jaguar nation. And to me, <laughs> wide receiver is a, is a huge need here, like a huge need. I just don't feel like I could do that right here. I feel like I need to protect this quarterback. I, I was thinking corner, you know, get a playmaker on the defensive side of the football. You know, they, they have some talent over there with Josh Allen, uh, you know, Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker, They've invested highly in the defensive side of the football, and I feel like that offense, you know, Jawan Taylor, solid. Cam Robinson, solid. You know, both of them, I believe, are second-round picks. Robinson was was selected in the 17th, uh, 2017 draft, and uh, there's an offensive tackle from Penn State looking me right in the eyes. I don't know if either of these prospects can move inside who are already there. Like, I don't know if it's possible for Cam Robinson. I don't know if he's a free agent after this year, but Olu Fashanu, out of Penn State, he's 19 years old. He's only started nine games, but he's a man child. He's draft eligible. He's 6'6, 321 pounds. And what he's shown us in nine games is that this kid can play. And being a Cowboys fan, watching Tyler Smith this year, who's young, very strong, and coachable, and uh, big dude. And they, they put him in, he filled in, he's been playing. And I feel like if you give Trevor Lawrence some protection there, uh, that's, I mean, offensive tackle, it's, one of the besides quarterback, like that's the money position right there. So I, I can't pass up on arguably the best offensive lineman in this class. So I'm going to put Olu Fashanu uh, in there. And I, and I already messed up too, Felix. I didn't allow Nino to hit the bell there. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> hey, Nino, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the pick is in. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. It's Olu Fashanu. Offensive tackle, Penn State. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Felix, uh, you're on the clock with the Las Vegas Raiders. On the clock with the Las Vegas Raiders, and if there is, uh, there are a couple of teams that really value athleticism. The Raiders are one, even after the death of Al Davis. The Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, all they put a lot of value in that stop in that uh, 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 stopwatch and what they do at the combine. That being said, I don't know that there is necessarily a skill position player. Uh, that we're going to take here. So I'm going to go offensive tackle, and I'm going to take the tackle from Northwestern, Peter. I can't even pronounce his last name. Shane probably can for me. Skaronsky? Skaronsky. Oh, I, already, I messed it up. The pick is in. <laughs> Act like I didn't say that before. We're going to go with the Northwestern tackle, Peter Skaronsky. All right. That, I was looking at him, too, there. It was between him and uh, Olu Fashanu for me, for Dog. the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we got we got another offensive lineman. So we got back to so we got three quarterbacks, an edge rusher, and back to back offensive tackles off the board. So the money positions are flying. Shane Hallam back on the clock, pick number seven for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the position number seven overall that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thought they would be in. Uh, coming into this season with Tom Brady coming back for his final year, uh, you would think that Tampa Bay could, um, you know, could could do much better. Ultimately, the offense isn't quite gelling or working. Uh, Tom Brady absolutely is going to retire again after this season. So quarterback is going to be a huge need for this team. Um, the playmakers have been battered, bruised. 
but they have some receivers there long-term. Rob Gronkowski retired. That tight end hole is big. And the defense just simply has not been as good rushing the passer and then ultimately uh, in the secondary protecting against um, – protecting against the pass that was their downfall last year as well so uh, tampa bay as a team that i think a lot of people around the nfl thought was very good have a ton of holes right now and this is a team that i think can go with their best player available and draft their best player available and make their team fit that so the pick is in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to select Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia. And Jalen Carter is uh, a really unique talent. Last year, we saw Georgia's defense. Uh, you know, we saw Trayvon Walker go number one overall. I think Jalen Carter was the best defender on the field last season, let alone this season, where he's managing to do a lot of what Jordan Davis did last year. Uh, obviously, doesn't have that size. The versatility of Jalen Carter is, I think, what works for Tampa Bay here. They drafted Logan Hall last season, who also has that versatility to play the edge on third down, to kick inside. They have Vita Villa to kind of play the run in two-gap. This is this allows you to let Jalen Carter pin his ears back, play off the edge a little bit, um, and you know can play a five-tech, can play a three-tech. I think this gives you your defense that ability to rush the passer. You take the best player, and that's Carter here at seven. What a professional Shane is, man. He knew, like, <laughs> you know, pick is in, like, bing, bang, boom. I love it. And if you're out there, you're hearing boos, it's because the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. It's not because Nino's wow. making the selection for them. But, Nino, you are making the selection at number eight for the Philadelphia Eagles. So go ahead. Uh, well, if we're going to start this off with receipt checking, because uh, everybody said Philly had these picks in the first round because they didn't trust in Hurts, and Hurts has proven everybody wrong. He's balling out this year. They believe in Hurts. They went out and at the deadline, didn't trade for offense. They went out and got Quinn, solidified that defense on the end. Um, they could use a cornerback. The cornerback's a, a little older, but they did get C.J. Garner-Johnson uh, to stop the year off. So they're there. They're locked in for a year or two. Um, what they need, they don't need a wide receiver because they got A.J. Brown, and two years ago they got uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. So now the only position left on offense to fill is the one they've been trying to fill for three years and can't do. Sanders? Having a decent year? Not it. Kenneth Gainwell's been there for two years and hasn't bubbled. They went through Jordan Howard. They went through Boston Scott. The pick is in for the Philadelphia Eagles. Texas running back, B. John Robinson. Ooh, there it is. At in the top ten, you know? In the top ten? Oh, He's going to be that be, dude. That's supposed to be a first-round no-no. I don't subscribe to it, Dino, but that's what they I'm say. Telling you. But when you're that good, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're low. I agree. They are. The talent is talent, yeah. And that's just – that's like the one Listen, weakness, really. This isn't like the Giants picking Saquon Barkley when, like, they had a lot of stuff to fill. You know what exactly. I mean? This is this is this is the yeah. team is, is locked and loaded. And I'm sorry same, for the New York Giants. Same thing. Great thing. I, no, not, it's totally true. But they ain't taking Keel Ringo over Bijan Robinson. They just traded for Quinn, so what are you gonna you're gonna go get Miles Murphy? And this year has been no, no. Miles Murphy. Ringo so. Ringo is gonna last. Somehow the Seattle Seahawks are gonna find a way to get another six two <laughs> corner, you know, and, and keep loading up over there. But we got to move on from the Philadelphia Eagles. Joe Clark on the clock again at number nine with the Houston Texans. Well, Shane, you took my guy. I was gonna take Jalen Carter, but you sniped me there. I don't know if it's a snipe when it's two picks before me, but that's the guy I had in mind there. 
So what I'm going to do is, you know what? I want to play this smart. I just got myself a, a young quarterback. This team needs wide receivers. And I'm kind of deciding between two. But I think it's going to be the young man out of, out of Ohio State. Well, sorry, you want to ring the bell? <laughs> Looks like Brandon Cooks is gone. We need a replacement. So it's going to be the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Jackson Smith. Can you help me with the last name? Jackson Smith. Najigba. Najigba. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't want to slaughter it. I can sign the man. I just can't say his name. And he's from Texas. Hometown boy. That's yeah. how we like him. Yeah. So he, he's from Texas and he's going yeah. back to Houston. I would have rather see him in Dallas, but it didn't look like that worked out. So uh, there it is. He's out there in Houston. So the Seattle Seahawks at FF underscore moon vibes on the clock. Let's hear it. All right, so Seattle is overachieving when we thought that coming into the year they were going to be a team that was picking, you know, around these parts, but they're not as low uh, as we thought that they were. Geno Smith, let's give a round of applause for Geno. Yeah, I mean, come on, come on. Give him a round of applause. He's been doing well, but he's increased his trade value, and we thought that a quarterback would fall, but we got three quarterbacks going in the top ten. So, that leaves a bunch of talent that's left there on the defensive side of the ball. Pete Carroll, I'm about to make you happy. What you like, Pete? Well, you see, there's a guy out there from the southeast that ran a four five seven, about six five two seventy five, and uh, got a nice little wingspan. And he's only 20 years old. About to be 21 very soon. The number, my number one rated defensive lineman coming in. And I love Jalen Carter. I'm a Georgia Bulldog, but he's my number one rated. When you talk about prospect profile, he was a number four position coming out of ESPN out of high school. Number seven um, four-star athlete out of 247 Sports. He's from Dudley High School. And as a freshman, he saw action in 12 games, played in a total of 423 snaps at edge rushers. And he recorded 20 tackles, 11 assists, all by adding 21 stops. As a sophomore, the Tigers, Clemson that is, he played 13 games, had 552 snaps, 21 tackles, 7, 9 assists, 22 stops. As a pass, pass rusher, you know the IDP guys are in the building. They're going to love this. They're going to be salivating. 42 total pressures. How many did you say, Moan? 42, 33 quarterback hurries. No quarterback hits, though. So, you know, we got we to gotta improve that. Where I love him. He can go, he can convert speed to power in a heartbeat. He has leg drop to push blockers back. He has a lethal spin move and pure speed to close on quarterbacks quickly. Athletic skills are through the roof. 6'5, 275. Like, and he can be a better player. Not only that, but he bench presses 405. He power cleans 335. He deadlifts 505. He vertical jump 35 inches. This is like Pete Carroll. You feel what I'm going? Brian jumped 10 feet, and he's probably going to clock in at the high four fives in the 40s. The player that the Seattle Seahawks are about to pick, oh, it's, we on the clock now. This is Seattle Seahawks select Miles Murphy edge out of Clemson for our pick. For me, this is a knockout of the park. You're going to try to get him into your scheme, develop as much as possible, see what Geno's trade value is. If you like him, keep them if you don't sell them to the highest bidder get another draft pick improve your defense 
And I think that he comes in and helps not only for your run defense, but also with your pass rush, too. You add in Ochino Wusu, um, the other guys that they have on the D-line. I think this is a, the pick that I'm going with. And I just happen to get the, my best player available, too. So, yeah, it's a win for me. That's my How about pick. that? Well, Moon Vibes, you're back on the clock with another back selection for the, the cards for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> So I know a lot of mocks have Keely Ringo going at this pick um, that I have. But being at pick 11, I don't want to be here anymore at all if I'm the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, we have to have some questions. Um, like, is this Modern Warfare 2 curse a real thing? Like, is your play going to keep going down? Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, <laughs> then you have also questions about coaching. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be here? So for me, this pick is not about team me. This pick is about best player available for me and who I think that the Cardinals, I mean, would would have interest in taking. I understand what their quarterback needs are. But for me, I know the people out there saying Keeley, Cam Smith. I don't want to reach and take that, even though I know cornerback is probably their highest need. So for that, I'm going to go opposite. And we're going to say... The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Come on, you know, you trying sorry. to mess me up, man. Come on, come on. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I am going to go with offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Uh Peter Peter Skaronski is definitely my number one tackle coming out of the draft. But this guy is a is a, going to be very good in the NFL, and I know that his projection was first round, but he's a five-star prospect coming out. Um, to me, I had him ranked in the top ten uh, for prospects, and there's been another tackle that's went already. I think they can make two for the top 11. Uh, get another stud tackle come in to help Colin Murray protect him so he doesn't have to scramble for his life. Um, pass protection has been an issue already this season. You know, you want to sure up, sure up that, and I know it's easy to go – you know, just hit it out the park with wide receivers or corners or skill positions. But I think that the Cardinals really struggle as an interior uh, team on their offensive line and their D line. So getting Paris Johnson, uh, it for me, that's that's a win for their organization. And he he is somebody that even if the regime changes, he's somebody that I don't think they will just cut him off. He's a he's a prospect that can really develop with the right uh, teaching and coaching with him. And he's fresh out of Ohio State. So we got two Buckeyes going in the top 11. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. So Paris Johnson off the board. Joe J. Clark is on the clock and number 12 for Chicago Bears. And sniped again. I wanted to do the smart. I wanted to be a smart GM promoter for the Chicago Bears. They've got Justin Fields. He's looking like he's coming along nicely, <laughs> developing nicely. I wanted to protect this young man. Yes. But still, this, yeah, there's, there's still some decency out there, but I don't know. I also have my, my eye on, I'm a big believer in never having enough, enough depth in the secondary. I've got some guys out there that I like a lot, and that includes quite a few to choose from. Uh, I do want to start building up the defensive side of the ball. Uh, after the last pick, for me, there's a little uh, space in between that tackle and the rest of the tackles, in my own opinion. And I think the value at cornerback is is really good here. I like it a lot. Um, 
Like I said, I love my depth in the secondary, even though they could use an inside linebacker since since they just traded Roquan Smith. But I like the cornerbacks in this draft a lot. So my pick is in the Chicago Bears. Not not an offensive lineman, but I am going to go with Keely Ringo. Nice. All right. So putting it on the board there. And uh, I'm on the clock for the Green Bay Packers here, pick number 13. And this one's very hard because I feel like the Packers, they always do what you don't expect them to do. And what everyone expects them to do is draft a wide receiver because they are struggling mightily. You know, Aaron Jones carried that team. Aaron Rodgers looked like he still has, but we're seeing drops, you know, just these outside. I mean, Sammy Watkins, he's not a thing anymore. Come on. Romeo Dubs, like he looks like he's a solid three who because of the opportunity, he's going to have weeks where in fantasy football, you know, he's going to have opportunities to be a wide receiver one, but he's not. He's a wide receiver three. Christian Watson can hopefully develop into a field-stretching wide receiver two. They didn't didn't trade for a wide receiver. And Alan Lazard, I think he's a free agent after this season, and I like him, but he's another guy who fluctuates between a two and a three. They don't have a true wide receiver one. They could also use a tackle. So I I was considering, uh, you know. Quarterback? Yeah, I was considering a tackle, but the tackles I liked are gone because Bakhtiari, he ain't getting any younger. He was drafted in 2013. So there's a few wide receivers I like. And one of them, being from Tennessee, it's not my pick, so Nino, don't crush me. I, I do think Hyatt is, is with what he's doing right now. I don't think he's worthy of being in the top four wide receivers drafted, but the dude's putting up monster numbers. And I, I think we're going to see his, his climb, his ascent, you know, he, he might fall somewhere in the top 15, but right now, personally, uh, the pick is in, you know. No. I, I'm going with the wide receiver out of TCU, 6'4", 215 pounds, Quentin Johnson. This dude's body control. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a master of throwing his wide receivers open. This is a huge target. Great body control. Does a good job of going up and grabbing the football. You know, he's good after the catch. He's not as great as I'd like him to be, you know, given his size. But I think, like, you know, I I think he can grow into that role. His production at TCU this year, I was expecting bigger numbers out of him. But if you look at his eight games this year, 42 receptions, 650 yards. His average, his yards per reception is down from 19.2 to 15.5. But he's got more yards than he has last year. He's going to have a much better quarterback going from, TCU to the Green Bay Packers. And I know the problem is Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't like to throw to his rookie wide receivers. Well, guess what? He's had to do that. All right. And next year, I'm sure he's going to be a lot more happy throwing it to Quentin Johnson than he is throwing it to Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, Romeo Dubs. So give me a guy 6'4, 215. Just it's a star all over him. All right. Horn Frog. Uh, and that is the selection. So I'll put that in there. And uh, Detroit Lions, Felix Sharps, you're back on the clock. Yeah, this when I thought about this draft early on, we have the Rams pick, and I thought about what I wanted to do, and this draft has actually unfolded the, the way I wanted it to. I wanted to get a quarterback up top, and I want to be able to stop the run with this. The Lions have not been – I cited all the stats earlier. I mean, they're one of the worst teams defensively. They're one of the worst teams stopping the run. And I think that as defenses get smaller – and uh, we focus on the pass rushes and stopping the pass, teams are going to stop or start running the football. Uh, and so we have to get back to actually being able to stop the run here. So there was really one player 
that I had on my mind with this pick. He is a former number one overall recruit in his class. He has dealt with injuries, but he has still been a disruptor. He is, I think, is one of the reasons why this team is uh, ranked in this defense overall is ranked. This team overall is ranked so highly in the country. It's really because of this defense's play, including this defense's line play. His teammate was taken earlier here. So with all that said, the pick is in. We're going to take Brian Brzee here to pair him with Aiden to pair him with Aiden Hutchinson and hopefully we have some building blocks uh, here in Detroit to build around because I think that we've got the linebackers between Alex Anzalone and Malcolm Rodriguez. Let's keep them clean. Let's get a defensive tackle in here with Brian Brzee. Love it. Love the pick. Excellent. So there's another Clemson player off the board there. That's All two. right. There we go. I, I spelled his name wrong, so thank you for going in there and fixing that, whoever went in there and fixed that. Felix, you're back-to-back, you're -back, man. You're on the clock for the Indianapolis Colts, so go ahead. Yeah, I was trying to think of where we were going to go with the Colts, and uh, obviously they need a quarterback. That's been a, a revolving door. I think that the Colts are trying to trade back here because there are a lot of pieces, but let's say we're not going to trade back. What are their strengths? I think between uh, Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson, they have some things to build uh, along there. They, they paid a lot of money to DeForest Buckner. Um, I don't know that there's necessarily any particular area that we could build on as opposed to any other. So this might be early, but I'm going to go ahead and take – uh, the press man corner, Joey Porter out of Penn State. Uh, no problem with Love it. corner that can play physical press man. I, I'm thinking about value here. And if I get a corner that can play man-to-man -man defense, that really changes the dynamic of your defense here. So I'm going to go with Joey Porter. Love Solid it. Solid pick. Yeah, I know Nino loves him, man. Uh, Joey Porter off the board, Penn State, Nittany Lions, and those Penn State defenders, man. They could play. Look at Brisker. Putting on a clinic out there in Chicago right now, man. So, so give me, give me another, give me another Penn State defender. All right, we got deep fried draft on the clock, pick sixteen for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, uh, not off to the start that uh, I had hoped that they would have, uh, coming off of that uh, Super Bowl appearance. Uh, first three losses by a combined eight points. So you had some bad luck there with those first couple of games. Uh, Burrow's still taking too many sacks, but I think that's more along the lines of who he is, not necessarily a direct implication. Monday night game aside with Jonah Williams' turnstile uh, against Miles Garrett there. Uh, so there has been a lot of clamoring for uh, the team to maybe look at the offensive tackle position. Uh, with three of those players already gone here, I don't really feel comfortable uh, with the remaining offensive tackles lot at pick 16, uh, maybe Jalen Duncan from Maryland, but I don't, I don't necessarily want him this high. I just don't, I don't feel the values there. Uh, one thing that has become apparent with the Bengals this season is like last year on their Super Bowl run, they really didn't have to deal with injuries at like most, you know, like a lot of NFL teams had to last year. And that was one of the main reasons they were able to, you know, go as far as they did. Uh, but this year they have not been as fortunate and their depth has been exposed for lack of a better word. 
there. So they need to start adding players at positions like uh, with DJ Reader out. They've been just getting gaped in the run game. Uh, last week against the Browns, the, their every corner they had basically got hurt. So Dax Hill was having to play corner and Cam Taylor Britt, you know, who hasn't really played before last week, you know, took most of the snaps on the outside corner. So I think corner is definitely a spot uh, they could go with as well. Uh, if they like a defensive line depth, I think that could be a position they look at uh, too. But uh, I think we're going to go with the pick here. Uh, the pick is in. And with the 16th pick in the uh, draft, the Bengals, uh, we're, we're going to get a versatile corner here. One of them got he can play outside, play in the slot. And, hey, I like to watch him play week in, week out. So we're going to go with Cam Smith, cornerback, Carolina. Uh, Mike Hilton, you know, if you want to move on from him, Cam Smith can play the slot. Uh, he could take Eli Apple's place on the outside. You know, if you're not ready to turn it over to Cam Taylor Britt, uh, or if you know Awuzie, you know if these injuries are going to keep piling up for him, you know you're going to have to look to move on. So Cam Smith, South Carolina corner, uh, here for the Bengals. All right, another South Carolina corner out. Last uh, two or three years, they got some ball players out there uh, at the cornerback position. That's somebody I was hoping that would fall to the end of the first round. I guess that's not happening. Love his length. Think he'd fit in. Perfectly next to Trayvon Diggs, but that, that ain't going to work. All right, Nino, you're on the clock. Pick 17 with your New England Patriots. I mean, we all know we need a wide receiver. They can't draft a wide receiver to save their life. I still have nightmares <laughs> yeah, exactly. of Harry. It scares me. Um, they need they need a cornerback, um, but I think both Joneses are doing well this year, and I think that they'll let them guys you know further produce into the next year. Uh, tight end. Outside of Gronk and, and Hernandez, man, they've been missing left and right with the tight ends as well, as well as signing them. John has been a flop. Bill's going to go defense, which what he knows. Um, they need a rusher on the opposite side of Judon. So the pick is in for my New England Patriots. Going with Notre Dame edge rusher Isaiah Foskey. Gonna bring that pressure on the opposite side. Let these guys move around. Get one-on-one -on -one coverage. He's gonna eat early. He's gonna be a day one starter. Patriots need it ASAP. All right. Whoever corrected me before with my spelling of uh, the Clemson D lineman, I'd appreciate it if you corrected me here. All right, KT, we're on the clock here <laughs> with the Washington Commanders. All right, pick eighteen. Where are we going? Uh, let's get it. This uh, a lot to talk about. So the f first things first. If if I'm looking at the Washington Commanders. I need to know, is Ron Rivera going to be there? Right now, he's truly coaching for his, his life. He's coaching for his career. Because we know when new regimes come in, those players on that team, is those aren't their picks. Sam Howell, what are they going to do with him? Seeing that Taylor Heineke is getting a start instead of Sam Howell tells you that Ron Rivera is scared. So it's a couple schools of thought. You think about they lost Trent Williams after the 2019 season. They lost Brandon Sheriff after uh, this past season. And we're talking about two former pro bowlers on the offensive line that they lost. Taking alignment right now could possibly be a reach. And we've seen that the Washington Commanders in the past aren't scared to take a best player available type of pick, if it makes sense. This pick I'm about to say is not going to make sense, but we're just going to make the pick. Like I said, I don't know if Ron Revere is going to be there next year. We don't know. We don't know if they're going to be sticking with Sam Howell next year. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. They're going to be sticking with 
Carson Wentz next year? We don't know. But what I know right now is that they could use some help with helping Loke. The pick is in. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all almost got me. All right. So with the uh, uh, A-Saint pick and the T2T mock draft, the Washington Commanders are selecting Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. Ooh, tight end off the board. We know this. There's a lot of questions out there in Washington, man, especially – you know who's who's going to be running? Who's going to be running the Commanders? Are the Commanders going to be known as the Commanders next year? Maybe the, whoever <laughs> takes over is going to change the name again. But Michael Mayer, lo- love the tight end selection. Notre Dame. One thing about Notre Dame, man, they know how to produce linemen. They know how to produce tight ends. You know that you're getting a guy like that. He's going to come in. He's going to start day one. All right, deep fried draft pick number nineteen, Atlanta Falcons. Let's roll. Not as comfortable with Atlanta as I am Cincinnati. Obviously, I don't think Atlanta's comfortable with Atlanta. Well, hey, 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 hey. That is true. Um, I, I feel like every My year, man. every mock draft, we always are looking to add a pass rusher uh, to Atlanta. That seems like what they're always looking for. Arnold Ebiketti, I think I liked him as a prospect last year, and I, I think he can continue, but I still think you need another one. Um, could this be a – I mean, are the, is Desmond Ritter their guy? I mean, is he the future guy? I don't think Mariota is. You know, they're, they're a guy for the future, so obviously. But uh, would they consider Hendon Hooker here, who's the best available quarterback prospect? Uh, would you add another wide receiver to go with Drake London, who you drafted uh, in the top ten last year? Uh, they could still use some offensive line upgrades maybe. So a lot of places that the Atlanta Falcons can go here for a team that is in first place in the NFC South. Uh, right now, uh, will that hold? We'll see. But uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and just uh, fill fill the niche, fill the need that we've been looking for, and let's take a shot on a high productive player. You know, the Atlanta Falcons pick nineteen select Kansas State edge rusher Felix Anadike Uzama. Yes. All right, whoever, someone write that in because I. I <laughs> That's a strong even, name, by the way. Very strong name. That. That's name of the class so far. All hey, right, good job, Brian. That's a great pick. That's a Shane, dog right there. Shane's on the clock with the Denver Broncos, and I think he might have been getting a little nervous with the hand and hooker discussion because I think the Broncos might be thinking about him with the way it's going with Russ. Uh, Shane, pick twenty, Denver Broncos. Go ahead. Yeah, unfortunately, the Denver Broncos are saddled to Russell Wilson for a long time, but got to pick back no, in the first round. No pun round. intended. Yeah, got to <laughs> pick back here uh, in the first That's round bad. by trading away Bradley Chubb uh, recently at the trade deadline. And this is originally San Francisco's pick that uh, Miami acquired. So Denver, I, I think, is in an interesting spot because, like I said, you're, you're stuck with Russell Wilson. You really need to add to the offense. I mean, that's by far the worst part of this team. Javante Williams hurt. Uh, can he come back and, and be something? Um, the offensive line, the offensive tackle position, I think, is weak. And that's been part of the issue for that offense. Um, but, you know, you just lost a big-time edge rusher. There's some good value here at the edge position. And could be a team that goes uh, defense-wise. So I think the door's open for Denver to really address almost anything um, and and makes this pick, I think, a little bit tough. So I'm going to go a little bit off the board here, but the pick is in. (laughs) 
So I'm going to take a value pick that I think uh, might be a little surprising. And we're going to go with Jordan Addison, wide receiver at a Southern Cal for the Denver Broncos. Um, KJ Hamler was a candidate to be traded. Jerry Judy was a candidate to be traded. I don't think the Broncos are specifically happy with the receivers outside of Cortland Sutton. Um, I would expect KJ Hamler to not be on the team after this year. And that leaves a really big hole at that number three position. Addison is viewed by some teams as the top wide receiver in this class. And so to get him at 20 overall, uh, I think could end up being a real potential steal, super productive at Pitt. Uh, some might say he made Kenny Pickett what he was and got him to the first round. And ultimately at Southern Cal with Caleb Williams, uh, when Jordan Addison's been healthy and on the field, he's been absolutely dominant in the Pac-12. I think you pair him with Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, be out of excuses, and he has the weapons to truly dominate in a high-scoring division. You got to go ahead and make it about Pittsburgh. I knew that. Jordan Addison, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the USC, it's the pit. That's where he came from, so you got to represent. Yeah. So I, I, I see there's some home cooking with that selection, but uh, that's somebody I was looking at a little later on. So it made my decision a little bit easier if I, one of my two remaining guys are there when I'm on the clock. But right now we got deep fried draft back on the clock. Pick 21, Los Angeles Chargers. Well, we were good. We, we were planning on replacing Keenan Allen with Jordan Addison, um, <laughs> but now we can't do that. Uh, we have made we have uh, made calls to the New Orleans Saints uh, to see if Sean Payton is available for this pick. Uh, <laughs> we can't do that, so. We are left to pick here, and I would have also considered Michael Mayer uh, with this pick as well, just to give Justin Herbert, you know, maybe another more secure tight end, uh, maybe more upside than what they have. Uh, the offensive line's been a bit of an issue, uh, definitely a spot that we're going to consider here. Um, I don't know if if Kayshawn Butte is – I liked Addison because I feel like he is more like Keenan Allen than than Butte would be. So we're going to pass on 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 the talented uh, but potentially flawed LSU wide receiver. The pick is in. So uh, we are going to pass on the wide receiver position here. We are going to upgrade the offensive line here. And with probably the best offensive tackle left on the board uh, for the Chargers. So we're going to go with Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle from Maryland, who I think is a player who is going to rise throughout the rest of this draft process uh, into being a potential top 20 uh, player when it's all said and done. So the Chargers take Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle Maryland. Wait a minute. I, I completely misinterpreted you. <laughs> I thought you were going in a completely other direction. I apologize. All right. So that's the Chargers selection. Move vibes back on the clock. Seattle Seahawks pick 22. Vibing. This one is very, very tough, bro. Do it. Seattle Seahawks Nation, I just want y'all to understand my thought process. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look. I love athleticism, and I see these receivers that's on the board. But we got two picks in the second round. So – I feel like we can find a value wide receiver and we don't have to overextend ourselves right now. The loss of Bobby Wagner cannot be something that is talked about 10 years from now. Like we never going to get another one like Bobby. 
this is not the same Seattle C- Seahawks defense that was Legion of Boom. In fact, this feels like Legion of of, of Doom because for my fantasy team, anytime you play uh, Seattle, you got to start your players. You got to start your guys. I think this changes. The reason why this is so tough, though, is because I have a prospect that I really, really like that I want to take that is maybe higher graded overall versus another prospect that just seems like he could come in and really grow and blossom especially with my first pick being Miles Murphy. So I'll I won't say that the pick is in yet, you know, so just bear with me. But who I wanted to take was BJ Ojolari because I feel like, you know, he he could garner a top 10 uh job consideration into this spot. But the thing that concerns me about BJ is a thing that might be concerning to Pete Carroll because as a pass record pressure, he struggles at the point of attack. And it's too often where he lets blockers get into his chest and allows the lineman to, like, dictate where he's going to go. So when you add that into, like, needing to add a little bit more height, mental, or more weight, I should say, more strength to his frame, um, and then also losing speed and athleticism, I'm like, if you put him in a phone booth against an offensive lineman, like, I'm going to bank on the fact that the lineman is going to win more, more times than not. But in those moments where he does have splash plays, like, he can definitely get lateral, get there in pursuit. He has closing birth that's burst that's outstanding. He explodes off the line with his first step. That's just amazing. And my favorite part about BJ is his feet. But that's not the guy that I'm going with. And it's not even wide receiver yet. The guy that I'm going to add to the board for the uh, Seattle Seahawks at this pick, right in the range that I thought he was going to fall, Nino, the pick is in. The Seattle Seahawks take Trenton Simpson out of the University of Clemson. Uh, my number three rated uh, linebacker coming into this only had Henry Toll Toll. Uh, I think that's how you say his name ahead of them. But the reason why I lean more so uh, Trenton Simpson than uh, Henry was because speed. I know his stop might be down right now, but if you talk about pat, uh, tackling, I think he got that pass rushing. He has that element. Run defense, I want to see him improve. Coverage, I think he's better at coverage than he gets credit for. But I had him going mid-first round. That's exactly what I want. In 28 total games, he has over a 1,000 snaps, so he's experienced. He's a former four-star prospect out of ESPN. According to 247, he was a five-star prospect by uh, 247. And 11 games as a, as a freshman, he had 283 snaps, 16 tackles, three assists, uh, 15 stops. But he in his sophomore season, he really upped his uh, snaps. He went from 283 to 569, uh, 52, 52 tackles, four assists, and uh, 35 stops as well. I want to see Pete Carroll develop him because we see the initial quickness. We see the flexibility to be able to dip and bend. You had Miles Murphy on one side, Trenton Simpson on the other side, like – you have acting active hands, suddenness. Uh, you can be able to uh, counter. That's that's important as a pass rusher. He is a freak in my opinion. And when anytime you can rank third on the team with seventy eight tackles, uh, he had twelve tackles for a loss, six sacks, uh, bench press three seventy five, power clean three fifty five, vertical jump thirty thirty five. That sounds like the guy I just drafted earlier. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the guy. My favorite part about Trenton Simpson is the fact that he is a violent tackler. Sideline to sideline range. If you want to get close to 
close to uh, Bobby Wagner and filling that gaping hole that it is, I want to see you add Trenton Simpson to your team, especially since he's an excellent tackler in space. He has fluid hips, and he knows how to pursue the ball. So with this pick, I feel like I'm going to add two Clemson guys, and let's just say Pete Carroll and Dabo Sweeney had some talks in the offseason around draft time because we got two Clemson guys coming in. Man, Clemson, Clemson's ruling the draft right now. All right. Nino, you're on the clock. Pick 23 with the New York Jets. Where are we going? So, I mean, it, they've been trying to get offensive linemen to stay healthy on that team and, and actually do well for a long time. But the offensive linemen at the first round are kind of slim. Only thing that's left is Broderick Jones. I feel, I think it's a little early for Jones. I'm about to flip this draft upside down um, because I don't think the Jets got any faith in Wilson right now. That statement they made is just because they got nothing better. Um, Mike White is a, a flash. He's hot flash white. Uh, Joe Flacco is, you know, 97. His time has come. Zach Wilson has got other things on his mind besides football, in my opinion. Um, so the pick is in for the New York Jets. New York Jets select Heisman Trophy winning Tennessee Volunteers quarterback Hendon Hooker. Love it. Heisman Trophy winning. Let's go. That's huge. That right there. Like, we need to put an asterisk next to that one because that's the, <laughs> the biggest pick of the draft right now, man. But that's when guys like that, a lot of question marks. And they seem to fall a little bit. It's usually the stuff that nobody expects that happens. And for sure, I could see that happening. So Hendon Hooker off the board, New York Jets. Zach Wilson, you are on notice. You're possibly out the door. And, I mean, if you don't got an answer, you know, you got to keep you got to keep asking the question. And uh, they're, they're asking it here by bringing in Hendon Hooker. All right, George Reed is on the clock. Pick 24 for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, wait, no. Uh, they forfeited <laughs> this pick. And George ain't here. So he can't make that selection. Uh, KT, you were on the clock. Baltimore Ravens, pick 25. Where are we going? All righty. So I got to explain to you guys my, my my mental state right now. So there are definitely some needs for Baltimore. Wide receiver is probably the biggest need. We think about uh, cornerback as well. Marcus Peters is an unrestricted free agent coming up in the uh, 2023 offseason. Also, they got to pay number eight. Hey, Guru, I need your help. What they got to do with number eight? Fully guaranteed. That's all we need to see. That's what I'm talking about right there. So they got to pay him. But they have a guy on their roster playing left tackle by the name of Ronnie Staley in 2023 is due to have over 10% of their of the expected cap next season. You think about that, you think about the fact that he's only played in 11 out of 40 possible starts since 2020 since he got that extension. He can possibly be a cap casualty and they may end up getting rid of him. So uh, I, I love with what Nino said prior. I think Roderick Jones would be a reach at this point because the Ra Ravens have glaring needs, but their biggest issue, honestly, is the play caller in Greg Roman. So give me Roderick Jones. I do believe that Ronnie Stanley will be a cap casualty. My apologies. I dropped the gun. <laughs> but yeah, give me Roderick Jones for this pick. Boom. All right. There's the selection. We'll put that in there. Very solid pick. Shane Hallam on the clock with the Kansas City Chiefs pick number 26. Yeah, this this is not going great for the Kansas City Chiefs ultimately because I, I think um offensive tackle was their biggest need. Orlando Brown Jr. has been god awful for the Chiefs this season uh, on the franchise tag at 16 million dollars. He's not coming back. So, uh, Broderick Jones was penciled in here 
because I think he would really fit the Chiefs team well. Um, you know, I think a lot of people might think receiver. They just traded for Kadarius Tony. Sky Moore's developing. Juju Smith-Schuster will be there. Mikko Harbin's finally doing something. I think the Chiefs have some um, weapons, and if Travis Kelsey keeps going, the defense is shaping up pretty pretty well for the Chiefs. Uh, it's been a pretty good season for them. But, you know, there's a number of edge rushers that could be intriguing at this spot and be pretty good values. Um, you know, it, so it's, I think it's a tough pick of going with value or going with a little flash. And, we, you know, we know that Andy Reid and, and Brett Veach have not been, you know, they have been shy about just going and getting a guy that they think can be exciting. So the pick is in. The Kansas City Chiefs select Jameer Gibbs, running back yes. from Alabama. Um, Clyde edwards Elaire has not worked out. And if they looked at Clyde edwards Elaire's tape and said, wow, that's Brian Westbrook, then go look at Jameer Gibbs' tape and let's see what they think about that. Because I think what you're going to see is what yeah, we're hoping CEH was. Isaiah Pacheco has done well. He's not a starting NFL running back. You know, that's not going to be his role. I think you get Jameer Gibbs, the player that can catch passes out of the backfield for Patrick Mahomes much better than CEH did. And you get someone that has the vision for some of those outside zone runs that they like to run, that they've been trying to do. You take some pressure off Patrick Mahomes. You take some pressure off the receivers. And maybe this time the Chiefs get the running back right. Can I ask right. questions, Wayne? 101 in Dynasty. We had Bijan go to what the Eagles. We saw this with Jonathan Taylor and, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire that everyone thought that JT is the number one running back and then CEH is taken uh, by the Chiefs. Could you see that happening again with Jameer? I think Jameer Gibbs, there's more of an argument for him to be the running back one than there was for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But could you see if this happens, him being the, the number one overall pick in Dynasty? Look, you know, you know, people would talk about it. I, I, I think he'd be the number two overall pick in Dynasty. I think people will still – I think people are going to be more gun-shy because of what happened with CEH. Yeah. It's not really fair to Gibbs. <laughs> but uh, I think I think, I think think we might could have Dynasty startups go back-to-back -back rookie running backs. And I don't think I've ever seen that happen. All right, excellent. All right, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. I'm selecting pick 27. Uh, there are quite a few needs. But one thing the Cowboys have right now that's working out for them is depth. Uh, we have a need at cornerback. You know, you got Trayvon Diggs. Jordan Lewis is banged up. Anthony Brown's been so-so. Uh, but Deron Bland has stepped up. He looks decent. Kelvin Joseph, I, you know, I, I don't know what he is, but we have depth there. You know, I don't necessarily know if there's a guy here in the first round they'd consider. Uh, linebacker, Leighton Van Der Esch on a one-year deal. You got Micah Parsons, but you got Damone Clark who wasn't expected to play at all this year, came back last week, and I think he clocked like the fastest speed MPH out of all the players on the defense. So, like, came in, wasn't expected to do anything but special teams. Anthony Barr goes down. Dude plays like 60% of the snaps after spinal fusion surgery this offseason. So I think Damone Clark might be the answer. They could bring back Leighton Van Der Esch at safety. They have some questions. We really haven't invested in one in a while. We got Malik Hooker on a one-year deal. You know, we got Jaron Curse. I think we signed him on a two- or three-year deal. We got Donovan Wilson, who's a free agent this year. Of those three, I think they bring back two of them. But if, if not, we also got Marquise Bell, who Shane knows a little bit about. This dude is like a cut from the same cloth as, as J. Ron Curse. 
you know, D-line we could use, but pretty much, you know, Dorrance Armstrong stepped up. Demarcus Lawrence has a year or two left. So there's a lot of question marks here, but the biggest question mark I think is that wide receiver and offensive guard. I want to go Rasheed Rice out of SMU. I don't have the guts though. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I want to do it right here, (laughs) but I'm not going to do it. I like his size. I like his explosiveness. But, you know, I think they want what he does with stretching the field. I think they want that from Michael Gallup. And I think they're trying to force Michael Gallup into that role. I'd much rather have Michael Gallup as my three. CD as my one or 1A, 1B. And I like that that B option, which I don't think Gallup is. I'm also thinking Hyatt from Tennessee, who I talked about earlier. Honestly, I want Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I thought the injury might push him down, but that didn't happen. That being said, Tyler Smith, we drafted very young. All right. He never transferred, stayed at Tulsa, you know, could have transferred if he stayed, but he didn't. He could have transferred to a school like Florida. And maybe that's foreshadowing to the pick I'm about to make. But he's young. He's talented. He's massive. We put him at guard, move him out to offensive tackle. I'm going to Florida. All right. To a lineman who transferred from Louisiana to the University of Florida. This dude is absolutely massive. He's a mauler. He's six foot five. 347 pounds. He was first team all Sun Bowl when he played at Louisiana. Give me Osiris Torrance. Put him next to Tyler Smith. Sorry. <laughs> the pick is hit. I dropped the ball. <laughs> nah, he might not, he might not run like the fastest 40, but if you take all of that out of it, that's the guy right there. Dude, he's a, he's an animal, right? And put him put him next to Tyler Smith. The left side of the line is set. And then hopefully we can get a little more lucky at wide receiver later because Jalen Tolbert, that ain't working out. So uh, Osiris Torrance off the clock, uh, off the board rather. And Joe, you're on the clock with the New York Giants at pick 28. All right, my New York Giants. Well, they've got quite a few holes uh, all over their roster. Um, They definitely, I think the most obvious need for this team is wide receiver. Uh, They could also use some upgrades at the offensive line, which they seem to need eternally. However, I, I do have to say I'm, I'm happy with how the young offensive line has actually been improving throughout uh, the past few weeks. So I've got a lot of hope there. And I'm not necessarily like crazy about where match meets need right now in terms of value, where I'm sitting at the draft and I think pick 26, I think it is. Uh, so, and also with wide receiver uh, for me, um, you know, I do see, I can see second, I can see being some good value there at wide receiver in the second round. So I don't want to reach there as badly as I need a wide receiver. I don't want to reach just yet for a wide receiver. I'm thinking the second round is going to be there. Um, what I'm thinking is there is some need, and I really would like to go on the offensive side of the ball, but there's a player here I think fits a good need. There's a few that fit a good need for the Giants. They got a decent line. The secondary has been playing pretty well. They, you, they could definitely use a young player cornerback. Uh, but an obvious need on the defensive side of the ball for my Giants this year has been the linebacker position, especially ever since, you know, they cut Blake Martinez. They haven't been filling those gaps uh, quickly enough, well enough. So there's a player here I like at the end of the first round. Uh, there's a few linebackers, but there's one that I decided to go with, and it's actually the second year in a row. We're going to take an Oregon Duck in the first round, and it's uh, Penny Sewell's uh, younger brother, Noah Sewell. All right. Noah Sewell, gone. Oregon. And I know that that's, uh, that's been talked about. The Oregon Ducks have been talked about. 
a little bit on a show that might be affiliated with some of the guys who are who are here this evening. I've been hearing them talk about the Oregon Ducks, so I think they might be happy about that selection. And one of them is Nino Brown, who's on the clock with the Tennessee Titans at pick 29. Well, my, my Oregon Duck will get drafted later in this draft, but, you know, Big Bo will get drafted and make it to the NFL uh, at some point. But Tennessee, I, I – I don't know. There's a lot of holes to fill there. I'd like yes. to see what, so well there. Um, how how the like, hell are they picking at 29? Yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it, carrying, it'll change, right? By the end of the year, if they win that division, it's going to change. But um, <sighs> Henry he seems like, you know, he's been doing this forever, but he just balling out the last three weeks. They got a quarterback. They drafted him. He's, I mean, I think that he's the, the plan. They didn't let him do anything last week, so I don't know if he's the plan. Receivers that they drafted last year, I had questions on them. They've been big question marks. Could they go receiver? There's a lot of receivers on the board that could help them. I like Josh Downs. I feel like with Willis taking over next year, Josh Downs is a guy that could be a possession receiver, just eat up in between the hash across the middle of the field. When you get Burks healthy, he could be a deep threat. Kyle Phillips fills in wherever he may fill in. They don't have a tight end. I thought Hooper was going to be good. Um, but with a team that has so many holes, you saw it on defense. You build defense. Defense wins championships. My man down at the bottom, my man Vibes, Moon Vibes, talked about this guy that I'm going to go with for the Tennessee Titans a little earlier before he switched over to his Clemson Tigers. The pick is in for the Tennessee Titans. We're going with LSU, Edge Rusher, BJ Ojolari. Great value, bro. Great value. I feel LSU. Landry went down. That defense went just kind of just went to Swiss cheese. Um, even even the secondary was, last two weeks, Byers has been playing terrible. Uh, I don't know. They need some help there. They need some help in a lot of positions, but I feel like BJ is a huge value pick right there. It could help, you know, solidify that defense for the next couple of years. Yeah. Nino, I almost took him for the Giants just with the previous pick. Yeah. Man, the, the it, it, Giants, who would have thought? Right? <laughs> who would have thought the Giants would be picking 28th and the Titans be picking 29th? Not hey, me. <laughs> at the end of the season, the Giants would be picking 32nd. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. All right. Minnesota Vikings, Shane Hallam, pick 30. Let's go. I think his board's worked out well for the Vikings. Um, a couple of their team needs. Receiver's going to be a big need outside Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's getting older. K.J. Osborne's not the guy, so they could go with a Rasheed Rice from SMU or Kayshawn Boutte um, from LSU or Jalen Hyatt, like uh, Coach talked about from Tennessee. I, I think the defensive side of the ball, the needs line up too. Corner continues to be a problem spot for them. Clark Phillips the third, Utah as a slot corner. Would make a ton of sense here. Um, and, and the Vikings generate some more pass rush. And there's a lot of value, I think, at the edge rusher position. You have Nolan Smith from Georgia, Andre Carter from Army, Drew Sanders, the linebacker, edge hybrid from Arkansas. I think all those guys, even Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, all those guys are potential first-round picks. So it, it's just all about where the value falls. And so the pick is in. Pick is in. The Minnesota Vikings are going to take Nolan Smith, um, edge rusher, linebacker out of Georgia. Nolan Smith tore his peck. Uh, it could knock him down the board. I don't think it's going to knock him down the board this far. He was a pen potential top 10 pick coming into the season, even without 
the pass rush statistics um, this season. I think Nolan Smith, former five-star prospect, number one overall recruit. You know, he is a guy that's very athletically talented and uh, it's just improved every single season, kind of emerged last year. And this season, uh, I think, was playing well. I think when you put on the film, he's playing well despite not having those numbers. The torn pec hurts, but for the Vikings, you know, picking this late, um, you can sit on him for a little bit and he should be back for the regular season. You get maybe a top-edge rusher in this class. All right. I got a question right. real quick for, for the for the college guys here. Uh, just something I, I, I've noticed. These main edge rushers this year, Carter, um, Anderson, Miles Murphy, their numbers are all down. Uh, even though yeah. what's up with all these big heavy hitters and the numbers just dropping like flies? Look, uh, to me, I think you're seeing offenses key in on the best pass rusher for a lot of these defenses. We're seeing a lot more chips and double teams than I've seen in past years. I think a lot of college teams – throw out the offense, just do it. This year, a lot have adjusted. Um, so a lot of those players are playing well, but not getting the numbers. And and I think that's going to be a question going into the draft. If this was to happen, this would be the second straight year a Georgia Bulldog linebacker fail in the draft. Nicobe Dean last year, yep. Nola Smith this year. Both yes, injuries, sir. right? Didn't Dean get injured? Peck? Yep. Was it in the peck too? I'm not sure if it was a pack. I can't remember from the top of my head, but I know it was an injury that affected his shoulder. Shoulder. shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. I could be wrong, but but um, he didn't he I, didn't tell him about it, right? Or he didn't he didn't like say it anything? Like popped up like right before the draft, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It was a pick, was the rumor. So I, I think that's Ooh. what uh, similar similar injury. They Crazy. need to uh, the, the the trainer down there needs to do a better job of uh, conditioning their chest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all, yeah. It's but, all carrying in the SEC. That's where a lot of pec issues come from. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, listen, we have KT on the clock, and he's tasked right now with making the selection that's going to move the Buffalo Bills from thirty-one to thirty-two. So, who's that selection? Ah, uh, uh, it's a, it's, it's a. It's a lot to go over here. I think uh, Buffalo needs help in the back end, not really because of uh, a lack of talent there, because I I really love uh, Hyde and Poyer. I, I think they're one of the best safety combos in the league, but they are also getting up there in age. I would have wanted to go. Jameer Gibbs would have been my pick here. Uh, definitely got sniped there, but I'm going to uh, make a couple of people upset here. It's it. kind of what I do best. I was thinking do D-Tackle needs somebody opposite of Ed Oliver to play that two-slash-three technique. I'm not going there. We're going wide receiver. We're going down to Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going oh. to get Dan Hyatt. We're going to put Stefan Diggs in the slot. <laughs> I did it again. I jumped again again. My bad. I'm three for three with jumping the gun. We're going to put Jalen Hyatt on the outside. Stefan Diggs is going to play primarily the slot. Uh, Khalil Shakir is doing okay. Crowder's been injured. Gabe Davis on the outside. They're going to give Josh Allen another target one that has four two eight maybe early four three three speed this pick is going to frustrate a lot of people but i just think this is i'm thinking like the buffalo bills i just think that's what brandon bain is going to go they're going to go bpa here clearly not bpa it's just a luxury to have the rich get richer and josh allen gets gets happier because he's got another weapon here all right, Nino, the Boo Birds are out again, and it's not for you. It's just for the Philadelphia <laughs> In this scenario, won the Super Bowl. They're pick number 32. This is the last selection of the draft. Where are we going? Uh, so, you know, I, I spoke that they needed a cornerback, and, and my, my guy Moon, you know, pretty much chokeholded me through, through the screen when I went Bijan early, but they're still going to get their cornerback. They're still going to get 
I'm not going to say it at the moment, but the pick is in. The Philadelphia Eagles select Eli Ricks, cornerback from Alabama. And that was solidified. You're not going to hear nothing from me, you know. <laughs> Man. Not a fan, I hit, I guess. No, nah, no, nah, I am a fan. That's why you're going to hear okay. nothing from me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, you I take like them over Williams. Williams? I like ACL tear. What's the timetable on that? You ain't going to be able to start off the season. I, I don't see them taking the chance on the ACL tear with Gary Williams. I think Gary Williams is a better player. No, no disrespect, Moon. I don't think he'll um, be in this draft, to be honest. Like, I think Gary Williams is going to go back to school. So You think so? You think he's going to go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, and how just, about I don't, don't Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I didn't know if, if Garrett would have as much value um as he has right now before pre injury. You know what I mean? He was he was a top top four, top five cornerback. I mean, will he be that next year? I don't, I don't know. How about Rick's going ahead of Brian Branch, uh Jordan Battle, Malachi Moore? Like there were some guys going into the season that Wilson. were getting a lot of buzz, you know, out of Alabama. And there it is. That's Rick's. The, the cream rises to the top, right, Nino? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I that's agree. how it rolls. That's, <laughs> well, hey, we ran through this first round, fellas. I appreciate you all for getting on here. That's 32 selections. Well, it's really we, – we cheated. We had 31, but the Miami Dolphins allowed us to cheat because they forfeited that pick because they're cheaters. So so Miami, <laughs> don't cheat, all right? You don't want this to happen again. And uh, a lot of content in here. So however you're listening to this, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, toiletsandtitles.com under the draft tab you will see this mock draft come up in the next few na- uh, next few days uh, we got a lot of people on here a lot of guests uh, you can check their twitter handles i'm going to pass it all to over to them and they're going to let you know where you can find them and then uh, i suggest you follow subscribe to all of them these are all guys that are putting out phenomenal content and uh you want to be you know bringing that stuff in because man it's football we love football if you're listening to this show on uh, a Thursday night, while there's Thursday night football going on, you're act you you gotta be somebody who's a lunatic about this thing like we are. So so come come and be a lunatic <laughs> with us. So obviously you know I'm at Coach Sheps. Nino is at Nino Brown underscore T two T. Joe is at Joe J underscore Clark Shane. Why don't you tell them where you, they can find you again? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Shane P Hallam. Follow at Draft Countdown uh, for me and Brian, and subscribe to the W Marketplace Podcast and the the Draft Countdown Podcast. Right, and Brian, who we reference is at Deep Fried Draft. Brian, I say you follow me at Deep Fried Draft. Uh, follow Draft Countdown at Draft Countdown. Uh, DraftCountdown.com. We're daily content every day. We do a podcast every Wednesday. Um, so yeah, especially as we get closer to the Senior Bowl, you're definitely gonna. Uh, Definitely going to want to be on board with us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Felix, you played possum tonight, man. You said you were going to mess it up. You weren't going to be able to get the get the thing right with the pick and with the toll, but you did it all right. You you had it perfect. So, Felix, let everybody know where they can find you. Appreciate that, Coach. Uh, at Sharp Review on Twitter, CampusCanton.com, and Campus Canton on YouTube, Campus Canton, wherever you get your podcast. And check out our Better Sports show, getting you ready for the college football games, Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Look, can, can we can we get a Toilets and Titles C2C League next year? I, I think that needs to happen. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. Please. I'm in. Sign me up. Sign me up. Let's I'm roll. Down. Felix already knows. I'm 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 ready. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll have to have we got the chat we got the background discussion we'll have to make it happen but kt listen you made the pick that's going to get the buffalo bills a super bowl finally in 2023 so you need to let everybody know where they can find you uh first and foremost thank you all for having me on the show uh got to connect with a lot of great people uh brian phenomenal shane phenomenal felix just like his last name sharp joe i i love your perspective <laughs> course uh coach and uh, nino uh took care of us as well uh, but you can find me at uh leverett underscore kt uh, me and nino got a show called cfb nation uh, we drop it we, we kind of drop it twice a week uh nino get to tease me a little bit on mondays uh during receipt check time but like i said once again thank you for having me on the show no sweat thank you for joining us and deshaun at ff underscore moon vibes oh man I'm sorry we got to come to this point. We've got to end, but I really, really love y'all picks, man, so much. I'm about to engage with y'all. Follow y'all on Twitter. Uh, you can connect with me at FF underscore Moon Vibes. Um, check out RealOnesProductions.com, all spelled out uh, for the latest content. Um, and then also you can check out CFB Nation with Nino and KT, like I said. Also on my podcast, Fantasy Vibes. And, yeah, I don't really got too much self-promo for myself more than just, hey, I'm just happy that y'all have me on. I look forward to connecting with y'all. What do you guys say that uh, we do this again in about a month? All right. I, I, I already signed. All right. That's good. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this chat, all right, that we got going on. And in about three weeks, we'll reconvene and uh, we'll adjust the draft order. We'll do this thing again and we'll see how it changes up. But again, I appreciate everyone. And I especially uh, appreciate you for listening, tuning in, subscribing, supporting the show. Check out patreon.com backslash toilets to titles. If you want to join the title tribe, uh, tier one gets you into the Discord group chat. And it also gets you the weekly waiver wire episodes, all that good stuff. So join the team, jump on board. Let's go. And uh, good luck this week, right? It's still, it's what? It's week nine of the NFL season, which is absolutely berserk. It's, this is episode 150, which is, to me, this is... That's even more berserk, but uh, things are good. All right. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. So enjoy the time with your families coming up. Enjoy some football. And we will catch you all later on. Take care. Take care, everyone.